Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. And if you haven't realised, our meeting's being recorded. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> so off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man voted most likely to bowl himself for 150 overs, Mick. Let me introduce you to the rest of the team. Uh. The man voted most likely to bat 150 overs and make about 37 runs. Welcome, David. Good strike rate if you're giving me 37 <laughs> runs. I want it's to above average. Yeah, 25, and then I'd look to explode in the back. <laughs> we can sit handball. That's what you need. Uh, next up is the man voted most likely to drop 150 catches. Welcome, Alex. Right, well, that's me. Jeez. <laughs> Christ. Harsh. Stiff. Mate, you don't get a nickname Buckets Malloy if you drop a catch. Let me tell you that. Uh, and lastly, voted the man most likely to run 150 days through the bush holding a compass. Welcome, Roscoe. <laughs> now, that sounds nerdy, Mick, but have I told you that you can also do uh, orienteering with a radio mast and you hold your radio oh. to find the signal? Even what? better. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Not bullshit. Uh, My God. Imagine watching that. You just go for a bushwalk. Some fucking idiot runs past you holding a fucking aerial. <laughs> Getting caught in the brush and shit. Uh, oh, <laughs> I imagine it's like that time they first brought in cameras on the AFL umpires and they wore like a 35 kilo backpack. Yeah. I'm hoping the it's hell, like, mine is like that. <laughs> Maybe that's what um maybe that's what those folks who are out, um hunting the big cats through the highlands need radio masks and a big camera so they that way they can actually catch some footage of them and not just guess what they are by the length of their tail yeah. from 150 meters away. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. They got the happy down to the AFL umpires. A full one year later, they had GoPros everywhere. Like I remember that just distinctly. The GoPros come out one year after the AFL had 35 kilogram backpacks and a GoPros the size of your eyeball. Crazy. Anyway, not a uh, not a football podcast. podcast. Yeah. All righty, welcome yeah, to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production, as you can tell. What do you might be like Enterprise? <laughs> All righty. So first up, we're going to talk about the UVA T Twenty League. Now I know there'll be some of you out in podcast land going, "What the fuck is a UVA T Twenty T Twenty League?" Because that's what I was about two weeks ago before I read this article. So. Um, so basically, late last yes, Alex. Does that stand for Ultraviolet Association Cricket League? It does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Just double, Ultra, just double check. Ultraviolet. They hold people down the pitch and hit him in the guts with cricket bat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a uh, clockwork orange style cricket. Yes, Ultraviolets. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's the High Vis Cricket Association. <laughs> there's the Ultraviolet. It's brighter. <laughs> One layer more. It's the next level. Yeah. All righty, so, so we'll work our way through a bit of background on this amazing fucking story that came out of last year's pandemic. So uh, so the reasons they come out kind of now is because all the investigations and stuff are finished. But late last June, while the world was at a standstill, two teams walked down into a cricket field in the little city of Budala, high in the Sri Lankan hills, to play the opening game of the inaugural UVA T20 League. So it was a new seven-day round-robin tournament between what what the marketing people described as four star-studded teams, in air quotes, of local Sri Lankan players, each led by a Sri Lankan icon. 
So right. the blurb mentioned that it was Tilakaratna Dilchan, uh, Tilan Thusara, Fares Maruf, and Anjef Mendez. Although, oddly, neither Dilshan nor Mendez seem to be there for the toss when their two teams played on Monday, June the 29th. So, uh, and their teams were, there's some fucking ripping names here, I'll give them that much, the Monogala Hornets and the Wallawaya Vipers. So the Vipers I love the, the Hornets. Hornets. The Hornets yeah. are a great name. Mm. Any Bearcats, Mick? Uh, I, think the other, I think the other team was the Bearcats, <laughs> and they, they played... The 69ers. But yeah, so, uh, <laughs> in honour of the town being founded in 1869. Alex, you you're just the bad person, Alex. You went somewhere else. Um, Maharu, 69ers. So Maharu, who played 22 tests for Sri Lanka, didn't seem to know anything about the tournament. He, he wrote, his Twitter, he put on Twitter, this is fake, full stop. No one has spoken to me, neither I'm in, neither to me, neither I'm interested in input I am. Should be neither I should be am I. Fuck, who cares? He wrote it wrong. So he's not interested to speak or play the tournament. So he fair enough, English might not be his first language, so his Twitter wasn't great. But basically it was him saying it's all fake and no one's contacted me and I don't want to speak about it and I will not be playing in it. So uh, really? please do not really give any sick. publicity was the sign off on his Twitter. Damn. And here we are giving it publicity nearly 12 months later. That's how we do it. Well, you got to our, think, don't you? you just it makes run. you think. Our listener will be critical mess. We're, yeah. really. oh, we're close, so, We're close. <laughs> so the sun was out, the Hornets won the toss and decided to have a bat. So the live stream was up and running on YouTube. Live yeah, action is coming all the way from the Boodala Cricket Ground, said the commentators. The grassy ground, and we can see everywhere grass. So no chance of any fielders getting injured because that's the most important part of a grassy cricket ground, according to yep. these two chaps. Fuck so um, the, footy, the footage was a little fuzzy. The camera angle was a little awkward, but at least there was live cricket being played. The matches have been cancelled or postponed and all around the world. Bangladesh only just announced they pulling out of the plan tour of Sri Lanka, but at least you had the UVA Premier League to keep the fans entertained was the yep. catch cry of the commentary. So, since this was the only live game in the world at the time, the scores were actually being carried on, like, a number of Indian streaming um, sites and betting apps and things like this. So, first, there was hundreds and thousands watching it online, and betting markets starved of action sprung to life, as the article says. So, um, basically, it was a pretty good game. So, the Hornets made 203 for six. Uh, then, number three... Uh, number six, sorry, not number three. Then number six, Pradeep were with Arana. Walloped 76 off the final four overs. Oh. But the Vipers chased it down with nine balls to spare with a fine 67 off 36 balls by their number four, Uhura Mudawantha. So uh, the result was still a little bit more startling for the few people who were at the Bardala cricket ground that day. The main reason they were shocked by this was because the stadium was fucking empty. There was no one there. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so it gets better, Alex. Yeah. So, 1,600 miles away in Mohali, northern India, local police were closing in on the Strokers Cricket Association Academy ground in the village of Sawara. The Strokers ground had recently been hired for the week by a local businessman who said he wanted to stage an aid group tournament 
he paid a hundred pound deposit and promised another two hundred pound when the tournament was over. So the club let him get on with it. So the game wasn't even in Sri Lanka; it was being played in northern India. Right. Jesus. Yeah. And st- <laughs> so, who was playing? Was it actually Sri Lankans? So no, this where it gets. Oh, we'll get to this. Okay. So, right. yeah. so it wasn't. So as. As we know, it wasn't an age group tournament at all, but one of the most elaborate gambling scams cricket had ever seen. So, among all the people affected by the shutdown, shutdown during the pandemic, obviously there's players, coaches, fans, administrators, and of course, the blokes who love to fix a cricket game because you can't fix yeah, a cricket course. game and there's no yeah. cricket to be fixed. So with, uh, so, with no sport means no action, with no action means no income. So since there was no live sport to try and fix, one syndicate decided it would just have to stage its own event instead. So the, the syndicate behind this scam had already organised unofficial local tournaments, which were not recognised by the BCCI, so the Board of Cricket Control in India. But it got around that problem in the past by setting up its own organisation called the Cricket Council of India with a strikingly similar logo to the BCCI. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Fuck it on all this documentation with this like logo that people just go, oh, that's the BCCI logo. It's and like just stage tournaments and unofficial shit. It's like when the cop in a show gets his badge and gun taken off him and he yeah. just flashes the fake badge. Yeah. Fucking crazy. <laughs> Christ. It's like an LD brand BCCI. <laughs> <laughs> So what these guys did was they recruited 20 or 30 unknown and unregistered players from throughout northern India and gave them all Sri Lankan pseudonyms. Fucking <laughs> basically made fake Sri Lankan cricketers. <laughs> so when the police finally got inside the stadium in northern India, they found the syndicate had even put up a series of fake advertising hoardings featuring well-known uh, Sri Lankan companies just to give it a little bit more authenticity. Jesus. <laughs> this is amazing. It's got to be one of the greatest capers of all time. Yeah, it keeps going. Like, they've gone to great lengths to do it. Like they, deserve, they do deserve a little bit of kudos for it. So, <laughs> so it turns out they'd also hired a local media consultant who designed the teams, built a website, distributed press releases and promotional material and forged a series of emails from officials at Sri Lankan Cricket so they, could, so they could persuade the um, service providers to carry the streams and the live scores. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's <laughs> one syndicate leader guy who this is his idea. Yeah. There's the media guy. Can't, that couldn't have been one person doing all that. No, it's it, says a, it says a media consultant, but it could be a consultancy company, I reckon, personally. You reckon they knew this was bullshit? Well, they forged documents, so they must it's possible, have. It's possible. The forging document thing leads you to say yes, but there is yeah. a possibility they just grabbed some sucker from a yeah. small like marketing media company and said, oh, we need you to design this website for here. this. Here's all our logos. We're doing this. Now, in theory, you're not going to look at it and go, oh, this is a scam to steal money off people. You just go, oh, this yeah. is a job to make a website. Yeah, Somebody yeah, do yeah. This. yeah. It's COVID times, not getting any yeah. work, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so there's that, but then there's the players. Yeah. <laughs> they must have known it's bullshit because oh, it they're like, so they're all you've got a new name now. Yeah, all that. So they'd say they're blokes who, uh, like, because, you know, from what from what I understand from talking to um, Indian players that have played in their club in the past, they don't have cricket 
in India the way we have cricket in Australia. So right. guys like us don't get to play cricket because we're not good enough to play first-class cricket. It's pretty much... Oh, so, okay. like, the type of cricket we play, which, you, you know, we class as park cricket, they don't really have that in India. And yeah. what they've done is they've gone and found 20 or 30 park cricketers. Right. And gone, right, here's a little bit of money, which, you know, they probably need because they probably don't have, you know, too much going on. Here's a little yeah. bit of money, and your name's now, you know, Mutaya Vass, and you're Chiminda Muraliferin, <laughs> and off you fucking go. Like, so... Fucking hell. Um, yeah. So they also ordered boxes of brand new, they designed kits. So they got full yeah. kits with fake <laughs> logos and sponsors on them as well to make it look, look even better. They leased a uh, internet connection for the stream. They set up three cameras on a five second delay and went out and got two commentators who they roped in and didn't tell them it was a scam. So the commentators thought it was legit as well. Oh, <laughs> they don't say fuck. the commentators were so they're probably you know lesser known type caps as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, so they went through all of this just so they could create a betting mark, a betting market pretending it was in Sri Lanka was what the one of the investigators said. Yeah. Market they then manipulated by giving instructions to the players to fix the game. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kicker. Amazing. Yeah. All this stuff just to bet. You know, other people were betting on marble races. That's how they made their money is betting agencies during COVID. These guys fucking high out of ground. And, I googled oh. I googled Badula uh Sri Lanka, Mick, and yep. two things of interest popped up. One, it's a strikingly good looking part of the world. And there's some waterfalls and all that sort of shit. But one of the things that did get me was there's a place called the Crown Resort in Badula, Sri Lanka. Ooh, and nice. it has a very, very similar logo to the Crown Casino. So uh, <laughs> I'll put them on the map and, uh, oh, Mr. Packer might be going over there going, I'll have some money, please, boys. <laughs> oh, I think he's got enough fucking strife at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the first anyone in Badula or Sri Lankan cricket even heard of this UVA T20 league was um, when people like the media that actually started inquiring what the hell's going on and when's it going to be and everything. The same goes for the Sri Lankan players who were supposedly involved. None of them knew anything about it until these press releases and that started coming out saying they were involved. So effectively, the old UVA league um, folded after two matches. So they played that first match and they played another match between the 69ers and the Bearcats. Um, so, and that was it. So just it's a surreal little footnote in the history of cricket is one of the, uh, nicer ways to put it. So, it, uh, it's just, it's pretty crafty by the, uh, old betting scam agency dudes. I've got to give them that much, yeah. but, um, they went to some effort. So whatever money they made from it, they rightly deserve. So good on them, but, <laughs> But fuck, it's a lot of effort to just try and scam some people out of some coin. And I can't yeah. imagine there's too much betting going on on a fucking... Maybe there was. Maybe I don't, you know, give problem gamblers enough credit. But, uh... <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like, if it's the only thing, there's a vacuum. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people in India, so... Yeah. Well, like I said, people are betting on marble races. I bet on I bet on flies crawling up a wall. I guess so. Yeah, that's why not. Why yeah. not bet on dodgy Sri Lankan cricket? <laughs> Just the effort involved. It's amazing. It must have been so much like 
Oh my, the head guy, I don't know, it's just some balls, right? Because yeah. your bum must be going like a rabbit's nose. Like, no <laughs> no one's let this slip yet. Yeah. Is someone going to go, I don't feel comfortable doing this, you know? <laughs> or I'm going to go to the, well, maybe it's just massive kingpins and everyone's shit scared, but who knows? Just great story. Yeah. Should be a, a very, movie very about entertaining it. entertaining story. Um, yeah. Hollywood yeah, movie, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, why not? As, Get uh, Matt Damon as, to play the opening batsman. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> George Clooney, number three. <laughs> Here we go. Ocean's 11 11. <laughs> I got myself up with that. <laughs> Don Cheadle, oh, he'll be in yeah. it. Don Cheadle will play Tilakaratna. Yeah. <laughs> Jet Lee will play uh, Mahusa. What was his name? Maroof. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That might be one of the funniest things I've ever said if I do say so myself. <laughs> All right, we'll tell uh, you. It's not as good as Hey Shane Warren to the tune of Hey <laughs> Through Door. <laughs> well, you like that. I think you're the that only person funny. that did that. <laughs> Some of the best work across our first 150. <laughs> not sure Speaking if of that, 50 will get close to that sort of level. So, Didn't even um, mention it at the top, Nick. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a 150 episode. Made four 150 jokes. Yeah. Well, we're not going to make a big deal out of it because we're going to focus on when we pass Mark War and we get our daddy daddy hundreds. (laughs) I've got a list of things that I've written down. So, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. There's one more piece of cricket news that we want to talk about. And it's it's, it's about another scam artist who's been scamming um, a big cricket body for the last few years. And it's uh, Justin Langer. So we're going to have a chat about, <laughs> <laughs> have a chat about JL. So uh, recently, Cricket Australia uh, had their end-of-season reviews. And there's basically a suggestion that, that the old head coach, Justin Langer, might have to change his ways if he wants to have his contract extended past the end of this summer, which is when it is up. Hopefully so it doesn't change his ways, yeah, so, so we'll have a new coach um, about April. <laughs> <laughs> no way he's changing his ways. So the uh, Sydney Morning Herald, so um, so very, you know, spot on. Reputable publication. Reputable, yeah. that's, that's the word I'm after. But they were reporting that Lang was given strong and straightforward feedback about his coaching style. And it seems that his response to the feedback for the rest of the year will decide whether his contract is extended or not. Now, I cannot confirm how Langer responded to this feedback, but my guess is after watching um, the test is he said, I love feedback. I love when the players give me feedback. I love it. I just fucking love it. It's the fucking best. So something along those lines is going to be what I think how Justin reacted to it. Uh, I think he reacted poorly and then made it memory, changed the memories in his head and then come back a day later and said he reacted quite well to it, despite it being on video, and you can see he yeah. reacted poorly to it. I, I believe that he insisted for the whole review to be sitting on a fridge in the corner of the room. <laughs> but, yeah. It's so, just uh, not comfortable unless he's sitting on a hard, flat surface. Yeah. Yeah. His legs are far apart. I can <laughs> But... Uh, so the, so the end of season review involved around 40 players and support staff. Um, so it wasn't just Langer that was in the firing line. Oh, the old uh, team manager, Mr. Uh, Gavin, or as we like to call him, Ben Dover, Gavin Dovey, 
he was uh, apparently he got a bit of a uh, bit of a spray in this as well because he's more interested in uh, sitting on the balcony getting on TV than actually doing his fucking job. <laughs> I assume. I assume that's what the players wrote. That's what I Let's wrote just on go my with it. one anyway. Yeah. I love how much we hate him. We don't know anything about him, but we just all hate him. He just look. He just, he just looks yeah. mommy and exactly. Just, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, it's a great biggest... confirmation. Sorry, Mick, it's great confirmation. They're not the only people who dislike yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so the big, the big knock on Lang is apparently has a very intense management style. Bullshit. Knock me down with a fucking feather. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, he has, and he has mood swings which affect the whole team. <laughs> Luckily, no we're all sitting down. I was going to say, no one has ever been five foot one's had mood swings before. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. What are you talking about, huh? no, um... <laughs> uh, So, the word is, apparently, this wasn't the only review that was done. There was a second review done by Tim Ford, who is, according to the, this article, I read a leadership consultant. So, good on you, Tim. Um, so, uh, is he you. from the leadership centre? I think so. I think he's, <laughs> okay. he's a consultant to the leadership <laughs> Because yeah. he gets around in his Ford Falcon, yes. So, uh, <laughs> so Tim, Tim was also the bloke who put together the kind of um, guidelines of how to bring Stephen Smith and David Warner back into the uh, fray after their suspensions and things like that. But apparently, Cricket Australia love him because so they love giving the cunt fucking money. Um, yep. So... He's, his review highlighted a desire by the players to have a lot more team, not a lot more say in the team culture, which they don't feel like they're getting under Langer. Unsurprisingly, Langer's coming across as a my way or the highway type individual. I wouldn't Bullshit. read about it. And I thought they they both, yeah, they, the course. players want to have more tea in their break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I stopped you for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> uh, that's what's made... That's what's made these episodes so good. Interruptions like that. <laughs> we look back fondly and think the first 150, that's what the cornerstone of our podcast. Good interruption. It's yeah. our brand, so there's no point changing it now. So, um, but yeah, so apparently yeah, they, they want to have more so over the culture of the team and the team values because apparently Langer said all of that in 2018 and it's basically, yeah, like we said, it doesn't seem to shift away from what Langer's beliefs are. Um, uh, so the article also reported the second review wasn't as strong in its uh, response to Langer's leadership. So that though I do, but it, one thing it didn't state about the second review, which I would like to know, the first review was anonymous. So Ooh. when it's anonymous, people send, send to be a lot more... Um, yeah, stick the boots in. Right, and like to stick the boots in when they do things yeah. like that. In a situation like this, I wonder whether the second one wasn't anonymous, which is why it may not be as... Um, Harsh. Yes, Alexander. They needed to parachute Usman in, I think, if for the second one, because I don't think it would matter whether he was in on this or <laughs> no. not. He'd just fucking say how he feels. Did something. it on camera. <laughs> yeah. They could broadcast uh, Usman live across every network in Australia and he'd still say what he thinks of it. Oh, I love Usman. Oh, I love feedback. <laughs> oh, he's I just about popping out of his head. <laughs> Vain fuck going into his head. <laughs> You can hear his heartbeat through the fucking camera. He looks like fucking. He looks like Judge Doom at the end of Roger Rabbit with his eyes fucking deep down the fucking head. <laughs> but yeah, so surprise, surprise. That's that's you know that's about it with the review. I know it's, today it came out. Gilly said, "Well, you 
my experiences in the change room, you know, I didn't really see anything like this. It's like, yeah, you're also his fucking mate, Gilly. So yeah, so fuck off, Gilly. Yeah, so I'll take I'll take that with a grain of salt, uh, Adam. But yeah, Adam. Mm. Yes, Mister Alexander. Um, thanks, Mister Michael. Uh, so there was another thing that they felt that um, old mate Gavin Dovey or whatever his name is was very close to. Um, Langer and the players felt like there couldn't be a person they could talk to about the coaching and stuff without feeling compromised in a way. Yeah. So I found that pretty interesting that it's sort of this weird, like, the players aren't comfortable talking about how they're feeling to anyone. Like, yeah. it's obviously a big problem if that's the case. Yeah, well, you imagine it makes a pretty um, fucking yeah. stilted and stunted change room if you don't feel like you can be honest about you know, what you're experiencing and talk it out with someone. So Yeah. And you kind of saw that on the Amazon docker too. Like, they're all having fun, carrying on like pork chops. Then Land comes in, the whole room just went, stop. <laughs> like Mitch yeah, Marsh like being a clown and then just stops dead to rights. <laughs> so I think that's a very, like, that's pretty much a, that, that little clip, as funny as it was, might actually be a true insight into how Langer runs his team as well. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Let's go. Ah, yes. Uh, the, did, I did read in that article that they said that uh, Andrew McDonald was the one guy that they could approach and he was, they're really happy with his work. Ah, every man. Uh, yeah. Wait till he white heads some more. Slager, did you hear what they said? Fuck. He's so much microphone again. They yeah. so tell me they couldn't trust David Sagan. That's surprising. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the goatee. Mm. <laughs> what about Mick Lewis? Do they trust Mick Lewis? Or was he just like rubbing their heads on concrete? Going? Oh, yeah. Here's, here's how you swing it, fellas. Come <laughs> here. Crouches down next to a curb. <laughs> Too many noogies. Come out, of, come out of the change room, fellas. Takes me over to the side of the road to a gutter. <laughs> Uh, has them installed in the nets, gutters, <laughs> top of the mark. <laughs> yeah, <run up. laughs> gutter. Uh, all righty, I think that's about as much as we can get out of that because the article is only fucking very limited. But it will be interesting to see what happens at the end of the year if he does get extended or not. So, I think if we lose the ashes, he might be fucked. But. but all righty, yeah. So, um, yeah. So as we mentioned, it's it's our one hundred and fiftieth episode. So you know, it's a pretty uh pretty decent milestone. Even though I think over the journey, only about one hundred and fifty people listen to us, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so I thought we'd take this opportunity. We're going to spend a good chunk of the podcast just reminiscing about what we uh, enjoyed about our first one hundred and fifty <laughs> episodes. Nothing. I'm, <laughs> uh, uh, I've got a few notes here, and unsurprisingly, most of my notes are about shit I did. So, um, yeah, yeah, good <laughs> on you. Um, but I, I did have to say, I think um, a lot of the a lot of the shit I really remember is from the really, really early episodes, like. Um, like going to Sunbury, that was a fucking experience in itself. <laughs> like recording in the pub in Sunbury under the uh, shadow of the splayed stumps clock as there's what there's like stealing fucking cutlery and fucking yep. salt shakers. Salt shakers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Salt's expensive. Come on. 
fucking 50 or something, wasn't he, that guy? Oh, yeah, at least. And the long-suffering wife or something was like, I'm sorry about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kleptomania. <laughs> well, one of my favourite ones was the first three, uh, the first episode, which was three hours long and shit. <laughs> hey, it was 90 minutes. Of which forty-five minutes was us reading out Matador Cup Squad. Oh. Yeah, that's our bread and butter. That just oh. felt like great. Set the standard yeah. right early. It was. It was and that shit. They've knocked long... that pub down. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they've really knocked down the park? The first first episode recorded by Midoff um, <laughs> Cricket Podcast was recorded here. Little tiny. Plus in the, the first table. episode, we also had a long rambling discussion about how the Premier had called for public holidays so Premier Cricket could start on a Friday. Yes. <laughs> and there's going to be displays Sim- at the MCG times. of boring and oh, <laughs> how to geez. signal a form, things like that. And the long, long and not very interesting history of the uh, Kingston Hawks. Oh, <laughs> that's right. The Premier Cricket Club. Yeah, mighty flying horse. I do remember from the first <laughs> I episode did like as well. Nick. The first episode was the first time we referred to Bull having a dart as the cheeky Nandos as cheeky well. Cheeky Nandos. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> <Just> why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ross. Uh, the other thing that was from the early episodes that I enjoyed, Mick, was your made-up match reports from yeah, various crimp yeah. tournaments. <laughs> what the taxi to Leeton and things like that. Uh, a lot of lot of cab drivers fucking missed out on a really good fare when I used to do a runner on those ma- made-up match reports. Uh, As three blokes who don't smoke, did you enjoy the time we recorded in the smallest smoking section <laughs> ever at a pub? It, it that would end. No, was that Kisbet? Kisbet. Like the Harley procession. Minute, about the 45 minute mark, yeah, the fucking motorcycle gang goes fast. That's right. Um Recording an episode where we couldn't hear Mick or we could only hear Mick. I can't remember which way it was. Yes, but... I had that yeah, on my list of missing fun. episode where we could only hear Mick talk and or breathe because his <laughs> microphone picked up everything. So we played it back and it's just uh... talk, 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 breathe, and then maybe like a from our end, a, like half we, <laughs> we went to some local footy after that. We got a message from Mick saying, uh, podcast is fucked. We'll have to redo it. <laughs> then we listen to it. All you can hear is. <sighs> I reckon. Uh, I can. Be, yeah, I'll I tell reckon, you what, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon um, Kirby like wrote on the um, message like on underneath where we shared the link on Facebook. Right? Have you guys listened back to this? And that's when I listened back. Went, oh, this is fucked. <laughs> We've never listened back to it. We just put it out there. Uh, Do you want me to keep going with my list? Oh, go, Mick. Oh, is that was I remember. One of the early episodes where we went to, I think we went to Kitan and Gim was in Perth. So Gim called in on the phone. <laughs> no, we had nice. this up near the speaker. And we had it up near the speaker. Just so held the two phones it. up. And then, as, then Gin hangs up. And as he hangs up, about three or four like minutes later, because we've just had a feed and there's all these empty pots on the table, the waiter comes <laughs> clink, over. Clink, 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 clink. And he's clink, 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 as you think fucking everything up. I'm off the way. And you're just going, yeah, thanks, mate. Thank you. Oh, I've really got nice. that. Thank you. I've and got that on my list. <laughs> Chicken parma being delivered to us during a recording. And then yes. he quotes, here you go, fellas. <laughs> and they drop it off on the table. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, oh, glory that, days. That aspect of like going to pubs and that was so that was good. Fun. Yeah, was it was it Gisborne where we sat outside and started fishing down fucking road? Oh, that like was drowning, um, Eddie. <laughs> that was Mount Macedon. Macedon. Fucking snowed. Yes, we did all those towns between um, Kyneton and Sunbury, didn't we? Yeah, Macedon, mm. Woodend. Where else oh, we did Woodend once. From? We recorded at the pub. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really Perth. cold day in January. I got yes. Perth, Bendigo, Bandura, Ocean Grove, Epping Reservoir, Phuket. Yes. Bunbury, Kilmore. Did we do one in Japan, Al, when we were over there? No. No, no okay. I don't think so. Like and you famously didn't log on at 3.30 in the morning from New York when we recorded either. <laughs> yeah, no, dog. got that on my list here, as to say. Fucking dog. Me choosing not to record and instead go out in Vegas in the afternoon for bog beers. That was one <laughs> yep. of my favourite parts of the podcast. <laughs> it all reminds, or it all just revolves around us getting pissed. Me, you and Mick recorded an episode from Thailand, hungover as shit. Oh, fuck. It was all so time. fucking hungover. All <laughs> time. Well, I felt peachy that day. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know Sitting what? in my daddy in Castlemaine. There was one that was pre-hangover where just Mick and I went to Thailand and we, we went live watching the Ashes oh, for some reason. That's yeah. still on Facebook too, yeah. by the way, guys. Didn't make a word of worse sense. And worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> the last one, Mick, when Bull already gone home, I reckon you were still there. I don't there. think there I was speaking English it. in the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you what, learnt Thai. I think what happened is you'd been possessed by the devil, Mick. So you're just speaking in tongues. So. <laughs> um... um Ross making a bacon sandwich halfway through a recording. Uh, <laughs> Just getting like up that, and saying, see you later, boys. Uh, <laughs> I think it was also the day when I had the quiz about the Wicked Chair. That's right. Oh, I had that on mine, the Wicked Chair quiz. That's all time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tip Mansley hey, walking through a recording. today's quiz. Hey? <laughs> tip Mansley walking through a recording naked. <laughs> um, not making a cent off any of the stubby holders we made. That's another, uh, another highlight nice. of this podcast. Yeah. That's what all I particularly hats. like a lot, that yeah. one. I really enjoy yeah. having spent that money on all those stubby holders. <laughs> ben Stokes punching the fuck out of someone. That gave us plenty of shit to talk about yeah. for about <laughs> yeah. episodes. No, can I jump in there and say the nightclub name, Umbargo? Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, we got some mileage out of that. Fucking hell. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Some of our live commentaries of the BBL, despite knowing it would be delayed and we'd be far too drunk anyway. <laughs> so that was great. Which, after spending a year and a half bagging out, like, shit yeah, commentators, commentators just going, just whoa, when a six got hit, all we did was go, whoa, when a six got hit. So. Uh, Mid-off KK, where I think, was it Mick who got just a plain white, Ceramic mugs. I think I've still got that. Hey, I've also received one of those. Been three years, Ross has given white mugs. In Ross's defence, he does write mid off on the bottom in text. Stuff, so. Yeah, he did with mine. So in it is fact, technically merchandise. Uh, he gave that one back to me, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think <laughs> I did actually. I think I gave it back to me at some point. Because I'm looking, it's not where it used to be. So I think I did give it back. I kept so, the Rock. cards, I kept the tangy freaking cards that were inside it because that was a fucking great part mm. of it. Their quality. Can we all agree 50. Ross is the worst KKR in this podcast? Didn't he, he give you your own Pfeiffer ball? Yeah. He gave Alex his own Pfeiffer ball, I think. One no, day. I think I didn't have anything planned, so I oh. gave Ross the Pfeiffer oh, ball. He said he gave back to me after uh, the podcast. Apologies, Ross. That's uh, character assassination. Sorry. Slander. 
Uh, and Ross singing. That's the last thing on my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I don't get a mention of singing. I've done a fair share of my singing. In the corner of the weeks. <laughs> Obviously, that's my favourite part of my podcast. Is the quarter with Alex days. Yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the ones I do um, really enjoy and uh, enjoyed the, and really remember fondly was when I was doing Inside Clubland and we talked about presentation nights and then talked about all the bad catering we'd had oh. at our local club presentation nights over the journey. Fucking yes. bolognese pancakes and ah, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Don't forget the mushroom cream sauce pancakes for uh, entree before just warming up for a nice made of pancakes. <laughs> we did presentation night jokes for at least two, if not three, consecutive years. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. I re- we were in the presentation night one a couple of times. Someone yeah. getting a fire for a crack of the shits because it wasn't the same ball that they used. <laughs> the Tearing it out of the trophy, yeah. throwing it on the table. The ball's disgust. in my bag. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Doing it again. Uh, uh, like storming out because they fucking thought they'd won the fucking bowl and average didn't win it, and then fucking never oh, come back. Oh yeah. To Pouting. <laughs> uh, I particularly enjoyed the leading teams segment. Oh, yeah. They used mm. to do on every uh, uh, milestone. They were quite hurtful, I will say. But overall, the episodes, overall, the episodes were quite good, I thought, content-wise. Happy to sacrifice my uh, mental well-being for the listeners. <laughs> you had to go last most of the time. That was the hard bit. With yeah. the recording... Is uh, not enough shovels being dragged around while we record? <laughs> oh, another favourite. One, two, three. Oh, the... <laughs> we had to do that for the first 75 episodes. <laughs> uh, we've come a long way. Oh, yeah, recording fucking on our phones in four separate locations and sending whatever fucking... Ah, the file. Fucking hell. to Ross. So we to the spend another drive, hour trying to, to align the wall. And we all gave him shit about together. being hosts. And then, we, yeah. <laughs> and then I put them on... Um, Put them on with a little bit of Muzak to finish That's with. And yeah. one of our listeners asked if they wanted the outro music back. <laughs> yeah, the best part of the fucking thing. Then we oh, well, I, I encourage them to, to go talking. back to an early episode. Record it on your phone. Just play it at the end yourself because I'm not fucking doing that. We worked out <laughs> that if we paid 50 bucks each, we could just record from one spot and it's all good. Oh, oh yeah. The, the evolution of recording is probably yeah. good. We tried yeah. everything. That's Until right. fucking COVID hit. Was it before COVID? We tried, we tried Discord. We tried everything. Yeah. Yeah, I Skype. reckon Zoom was around the time COVID hit. That's when we went, ah, yeah. this is And it just fucking, fucking worked. Yeah. Like, fuck me. What's wrong with the world? All oh, right, language, Alex. Fucking oh. hell. And it seemed, Zoom seemed to, apart from a few instances, Zoom seems to deal with bad internet the best. Because Skype yeah, was yeah. the fucking worst for that. Yeah. Oh, horrible. 
Let Ross crack at the shit. Turn your fucking cameras off. The Skype's not working. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fucking potato internet. Fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking loser. <laughs> you, only, you only just got fucking like a landline internet, right? You've only just got Wi. It's not hot to your phone anymore, right? Like, we're doing this for fucking three hours. Don't call weeks. my landline while I'm recording. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hey, phone. Boot, booting up the fuck. I don't have two phone lines here. We're not fucking millionaires. <laughs> uh, what else is on your list? Uh, oh uh, fuck! Well, no, I've got, uh, I've got, um, to, like I said, mine are all personal highlights. I wrote um, the Sean Tate diaries. I really enjoyed fucking oh, pretending that I was a young Sean Tate and meeting Big Dumb Pato. That was fucking. Oh, fun. I like, oh, I like Chuck and Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chuck and Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a particular f- big fan of Ross's over 4011 that contained a person who was <laughs> under 40 <laughs> out of 300 years of cricket to choose from. Couldn't find 11 blokes. Fucking over 40. Um, <laughs> Don Breadman is Don also Breadman. one of the fucking la- hardest on uh, last. Well, the one that the past 11, Don Breadman. Last mm. <laughs> 11 was good, okay. Spaghetti Don't number two <laughs> coming in at number 10. <laughs> I remember, I do remember in one of the early episodes, I was, we were talking about Glenn Maxwell, and I and I said, what was my line? Trying to oh, teach him to bat sensibly is like trying to teach a monkey algebra. And I was so chuffed with that line, <laughs> I went and got a t-shirt fucking made yes. that on the back of it. Turtle, wasn't it? Eternal algebra? Turtle. Sorry, eternal yes. algebra. Eternal <laughs> <laughs> algebra. Oh, God. Um, look, uh, we've all we've made jokes about our podcasting history, but I'd like to sort of hang my hat on uh, being an inaugural founding member of the IBLA, uh, International <laughs> Big Lug Association. We have many chapters around the world now, uh, moving into the Netherlands soon. So I think Cavasi, <laughs> player from the Netherlands, is um, our delegate for the last um, our Netherlands chapter. So he's a big lug. I think he's a five foot three, um, probably weighs 60 kilos, I think. So he'd fit in just like Jason Flores did in the original <laughs> Big Lug 11. Uh. <clears throat> Um, I'll continue, Steve, because uh, everything's dead air. I really uh, enjoyed it. That's my favourite. Walking, mate. <laughs> I did I sort of you leave you hanging. Two sentences in your joke. Sorry, mate. Bloody hell. Oh, I don't never eight. have an end. That's yeah. probably my jokes. <laughs> Five foot eight is so. Uh, yep, definitely, definitely counts. Alex is the, Alex is the king of the no punchline joke. He has this great setup. <laughs> no punchline. Yep, yep. Can't dismount. <laughs> yes, yes, Ross. Ross. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes, I did enjoy one of your segments, Alex, not groundskeeping corner and uh, not in the corner with Alex, but when uh, you went around the grounds and we talk uh, about different grounds. And the best, I think, was when you went to one of the grounds in India and you read the Google reviews of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I, they they are the doing. best part of it. It's yeah. just ridiculous. People who don't understand Google reviews and what they're there for, <laughs> it's just really great. One star. What are you doing? <laughs> Dust on seats, five stars. <laughs> My hot dog had the wrong cheese, one star. <laughs> yes. The weather was poor, one and a half stars. <laughs> I think my, one of my other favourites is, it's a bit like the Ben Stokes and the recurring jokes, was when Ross first made the, um, 
the Balan joke, and then it just got, yeah. and we used it at every fucking opportunity from that point on. That was fucking great. That the Balan joke has been fantastic. Uh, I think um, we've gone on too long in this segment. It's it's a worrying trend. I think. <laughs> yeah, so there's been a yeah, there's been a lot of peaky blinders about this. Segment. Yeah, it's, it's concerning. It's concerning. <laughs> worrying. Yeah, bit of self love there. Because no one else loves us, so why would we yeah. do it? Yeah. Why not? I was actually, it was just a, a means for a joke that I quite liked. We were talking about your own stuff, Mick. I quite liked uh, my Hey Shane Warne sung to the that, uh, that tune of yeah. Hey True Blue by John Williamson. <laughs> so yeah. if you would like me to just sing the first couple of bars, uh, I was oh, carrying oh, good, Alex. Oh, Go shit, I can't remember that. I was hoping <laughs> to just say no. Hey Shane Ward. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Is it? Oh, I can't even remember now. I've written them down somewhere. Oh, the research, the research, boys. <laughs> oh. I'm pulling yeah. it out now, oh, boys. What? See if I can find it. <laughs> it's 800 scraps of shit. <laughs> it looks like his wallet. Animals on the cricket field. Here's one. One of the great memories. Do you remember that? Dogs on cricket fields, apparently. It was a bee swarm. <laughs> We're actually recording, Alex. Yes. <laughs> this is not the production meeting. That was last Friday. <laughs> oh, you guys can continue enjoy, on um, without Ross's, me. I'll find uh, it. I did enjoy Ross's ode to mid-year cricket sung to the uh, Alicia Keys' New York. I didn't fucking enjoy that. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Painful to listen back to because it went forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I also, we, we remember Hey Shane Ward, but we forget the uh, a Waltzing Matilda Shane Ward song. <laughs> oh. Once a young spinner came into the test site under the captaincy of a gun. As I did, as I sang, and I watched in this smash, yeah, you'll come speeding with me. You're a shit spinner, you're a shit spinner, you're always a shit spinner to me. I sang and I watched as India did smash, yeah, always be a shit spinner. Oh, I lost the tune at the end of that one. There you go. I think that's actually better than A.J. That's fucking shit. <laughs> you only lost the tune towards the end. I know. I did better, I did better this time than in the first. Practice. 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 That's, a, that's some advice I'd give to all new podcasters. Practice makes perfect. Oh, yeah. Because we're huge after. Uh, and the second bit episodes. of advice is be better. And Mick, how do you do that? By improving. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking shocking. Oh. Oh, Stuart McGill getting kidnapped. That was a fucking yeah, that was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> Just had a good time, didn't he? Uh, oh, uh, my complete history of Nathan Bracken. No, that's all right. <laughs> you don't want to hear that now? No, okay. no we'll put it in the archives. It's in the I archives think, um, already. <laughs> I have, one thing I have enjoyed is the amount of nicknames you've just given to blokes and ran with them like they are well-known nicknames. So... Like they got oh, the quarterback, yes. Bo Webster. <laughs> Mitchell, what do you do with the broom? You sweep some. Uh, straight breaks, Ash Nago. It's got a bit of love from Michael Beer on um, Twitter. <laughs> that was a highlight, actually. How much Michael Beer enjoyed us getting stuck in Ash Nago to the point that he DM'd our Twitter, Twitter, the mid-off podcast Twitter, 
and said, yeah, keep it up. It's really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> that and Evan Golbus giving us the uh, go-ahead to name our trophy after him. Well, it wasn't uh, Evan Golbus. It was Cameron Boyce. <laughs> Nah. Is that to a Borgie. After? It was oh, Borgie. Cameron, you're both doing a great oh, job. It's Cameron Borgus. Well, I, was, I was close to Alex. <laughs> our, our good memories. One thing I've really enjoyed about this podcast. My ability to remember everything that's happened on all these episodes. <laughs> Giving out votes for games. What a chore. Never do oh, that again. Fuck, that was a fuck that. I think Jesus. probably one of the real big highlights for me personally was um, Roscoe's um, prediction that Garinda Sandu would be in the test side as both a medium pacer and a spinner. Colin Miller style. He really even get a fucking state game for Tassie. He's so bad to sack it, I don't even fucking want him. You mentioned some nicknames, and I've got the spreadsheet up at the minute. So I oh, that's go a good read every now and then. A couple of our favourites. Obviously, you know, Big Dumb Paddo, he's our man. Because um, yeah. he's yeah. big and he's dumb. And the in the reason column for calling him Big Dumb Paddo, takes wickets off no balls. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> Obviously, we've got flying lasagna. We're on him before anyone. Yeah. Yep. Um, big lug, Jason Flores. The reason <laughs> only Gin knows. Um, we've got Stoin Cloth or Gold Stoin Donation or Two Dollar Stoin Donation. Obviously, Marcus Stoin is big fat Finchy. He's our man. Uh, every rose has its thorn. Clive Rose. Oh, that's right. Uh, Andrew Suit and Ty Ty. Um, Dick Pick Worrell or Penis in the Pitch. DJ Worrell. Uh, cunt Johan Bofa, uh, <laughs> is a cunt. Um, Adam, Adam Bogus is a uh, king of Northbridge. He was uh, relegated to Prince of Northbridge when I lived over there and tore yep. shreds, but since I came back, uh, he's back to the king. Hula Hoop had uh, yeah. that's right. Hula Hoop had no explanation necessary, really. Um, piece of shit, all the wood chopper. Uh, rim job, James Rimmington. <laughs> Forgot about that one. Nathan Rimmington. Yeah, well, it's got James here for some reason. That would have been me typing it <laughs> in, yeah. no doubt. Uh, Luke, Corey Feldman. Uh, <laughs> many rivers to cross, Joe Many. Uh, I would have had, had not many, if any. If, if any. If any. Uh, How many test wickets did you take? Not many, <laughs> if any. <laughs> uh, we've got Wankstein McMillan, who's Craig McMillan, and Fat Tit Williams for Brad Williams. And... <laughs> Last but not least, Dart Machine, Darren Lehman. So, Dart Machine. Just one of the newer ones is one of my favourites. Is more or less a Mick Nessa. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's good. Well, but, um, I love that we managed to name a medal after a rugby league immortal that yep. covers the BBL. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, cricket. Oh, have we sucked ourselves sufficiently enough? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. so <laughs> the circle jerk. If anyone else has any other feedback, um, chuck them oh. on the Facebook underneath uh, the link that it will be up when this episode goes live. And let us know if there's anything that you've enjoyed that we forgot about. Um, so from there, we're going to go over to Roscoe, who in the one of the one of the highlights of our 150 episode have been the quizzes. So we're going to go to Roscoe because oh. Roscoe has a quiz. <laughs> Just before you kick off, Ross, I'm pretty sure Bull is out of mini mini dynasty dynasty territory and into actual dynasty yeah, like, on uh, winning quizzes in a row. I like think it's at about dynasty. Four. Yeah, out of 150, right. I reckon I'm at 138. I think something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I decided to save the very best quiz for the 150th episode. Oh, beautiful. Yep. So, just to pre-warn you, this. The quiz is about chairs. 
Yes. <laughs> it better be entertaining. <laughs> okay, no, it's not actually. Right. Oh, so I was actually that. getting excited about this. I'm like, all right, one's going to be about Langer sitting on a coffee table or something. Sorry, Ross. Okay, so there's been more than 400 um, test cricketers for Australia. Yeah. Okay. And your challenge in this quiz is to name the first 150 of them. Fucking hell. Richie Benno. Okay. It's actually not that. Here's the real quiz. You'll be excited twice. Dave Warner has opened the batting in Test Cricket for Australia for eight years. It's yep. nine years since he started, but he had a 12-month sabbatical. Oh, why for reasons best known to himself. Yeah. <laughs> and um, in that time, he's had 12 opening partners. Okay. And so the challenge is for you to name them, and we'll start. We'll go Alex, then David, then Mick. So, okay. Alex, over to you, first of all. First shot at it. Burns. <laughs> yes, Joe Burns. All right. David. Uh, Chris Rogers. Yes. Mick. My man, Marcus Harris. Yes. Back to you, Alex. Uh, I'll say Maxwell. Yes, Glenn Maxwell. Yes. Only played one test with him, opening. So that was Alex. Okay, on to David. Uh, I've got to say Uzi. Was McQuadra, one yeah, test as well. Oh, very good. Get some of the hard ones. Mick. Uh, Watto. Yeah. Yes, one test as well. Uh, wow, good get. Oh, only one. Oh, yeah. um, Ed Cowan. Yes, very good. Uh, Cameron, Cameron Bancroft. Yep, Bancroft. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that cut. <laughs> <laughs> so what have we got? Four left. Mick. Um... Renshaw. Yes. Oh, good, Mick. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not sure where he played, but Voges? No. Uh, uh, no. Damn. I knew I'd be the first one to not get one. Mm. I'm going to go for a bit of a fancy one. Uh, did Was Big Fat Finchy still on the team? Oh. No. Oh. Oh, no, Finchy really? basically replaced him. Replaced him. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um. Oh. I want to say this, but I've got a feeling it's wrong because I've got a feeling bad at number three. But I'm going to say Will Pekoski. True. Oh, correct me. I was correct. Yep. Oh, um, uh, Matty Wade? No. Oh, really? Damn. So there's two left. Are they ones that we should know, Ross? Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. They have to really think about that. Yep. Thanks for the that. Three imbeciles here. Will they know this? <laughs> the hard ones. I only played one test with this. Yeah. And then there's probably These somebody who's played 40 tests with, is it? Well known players. Yeah, okay. <laughs> of our era, too. Fuck. Mm. Um, I don't know. Fucking fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to think of openers through state sides, but they don't all open. Always watching the dynasty crumble in front of his <laughs> oh, eyes. I'm just going to go with like Travis Head or something like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. 
Alex. No, Mick. Oh, Mick. I was going to say. Um, oh, okay. Give me a to be screaming at us right now. He knows what it means. <laughs> he would. Yeah. Couple of pretty easy ones. I don't think this is wrong. <laughs> oh, you said they're easy. Okay. So the one I was going to say is going to be wrong then. <laughs> no, I wasn't saying Nick Maddinson. That's wrong. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Marnus Labashain. Nah. Oh, really? I thought he... He always been at three then. Okay. Who did he open with when he started? Is it that sort of era we're talking yep. about? Yeah, okay. Yep. 2009, Matty Hayden retired. When did old mate start? Might be later than that. Um, fuck, who would have been opening then? I don't know. Matty Hayden. Nah. Um... This is a good quiz, Ross. It's a winner. It is, mate. Yeah, you're really excited about it too. So <laughs> it really gets us going. Uh, <laughs> on things. Someone needs to be the calm presence amongst the... Uh... <laughs> well, you can't be anymore. You fucking gave up the hosting duties in a half, about 100 episodes ago. Quiz, aren't I? Well, Marsh? Smash, yes. Uh, uh, smash. One to go. The grand smash. tour of the Australian batting order, Sean Marsh. <laughs> oh, just because he always made a duck so. <laughs> He always made a duck So I didn't know him there yeah. Oh, um, oh One to go, back to you Alex uh, oh. Oh. So it's an easy one you reckon They're all easy They're all I think I've got it I think I've got it Steve Smith Nope Damn. My turn David. Was it Filthy yep. Philip Hughes Of course it was. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, right, so that's all of them. So I probably should say Filthy Philip Hughes, sorry. Phil Hughes, yep. yep. So in, in last place on three points, Alex. <laughs> nice work, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Normally I'm like, it's a hindrance going last. So I'm going to say this time it was the hindrance going first. <laughs> Oh, righto. Uh, in second place. <laughs> in second place. David on four. Oh, fuck off. The winner. <laughs> I swear I got more than three. Jesus. You got, That's so shitful. You got Terry Burns, you got Ed Cowan, you got Glenn Maxwell. Yeah, pick Maxwell out of all of them. All right. Yeah, so I'm guessing Mix in front then. Yeah, and Mick well, came second. first on five. Oh, only two Terry behind. Burns. Could come back from here now, actually, and also just on the note of being a 150 episode, I actually uh, got an email during the week from oh. the NFSA, which you might not recognize as the National Film and Sound Archive. Oh, really? <laughs> because we've got to 150 episodes, we've reached the threshold to be put into the National Film and Sound Archive. Oh, so I'll just let you know that will be there oh, forever. Gosh. I fucking hope that's true. (laughs) Tell you what, you know, the old blood's pumping to the John because if that's true, tell you what, this forever. I just hope hope that um, 50-year-old bird who runs that great Australian podcast Twitter recognises our 150th episode and gives a bit of a write-up on Twitter. The plaque. Like, you know, when you get, like, the the platinum records, we get, like, a plaque thing. Get one of those That'd like that nice. on YouTube when you get like a hundred thousand subscribers and stuff. You get like the YouTube badge. And stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, if we get a hundred little badges to wear because we've got a hundred <laughs> listeners. I'll get us a special stubby holder made that we won't make any money of. <laughs> yeah, but perfect. That's a gilded stubby holder. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So with the with the quiz, that kind of winds us up for episode one fifty. So oh, oh really? We, is the quiz over? Yeah. Yes, Roscoe. I've got a, I've got one last point, Mick. Oh, yeah, almost buddy. forgot. The Let's most important thing. The huge news to come out of today, the Champions Trophy is back. Oh, yes, that's right. When I first heard this, I was a little bit disappointed because I thought they'd bring back the Champions League of all the T20 comps playing in. So the ICC have announced all their global events from 2024 to 2031. And there'll be a two, yeah, there'll be a T20 World Cup every um, even year. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Every odd year, there'll be a World Test Championship final. So Fuck every, yeah. And then uh, every four years, on the same odd years, there'll be a 50 over World Cup. And in the intervening two years, there'll be a Champions Trophy 50 over comp of eight teams. And perhaps the best news of the lot is that the World Cup is going to go away from the 10-team format and go back out to 14 teams, two groups Beautiful. of seven, nice. yeah. and then into a super six phase, the yes. best format six. for a World Cup, the second group stage. Yep. Love it. And then there'll be semifinals and final. So a hell of a lot better. Hopefully that 2023 World Cup will also change from 10 to 14. I don't see why not. It's a couple of years ago, you got time to get their heads around it. The World Cup will still go for the best part of two months, but whatever. 55 days or something. You just want them playing in the dark with no lights on. That's all you want from the That's World it. Cup. Yeah. Yep. Boundary countbacks yep. and playing in the dark with no lights. Um, yeah. And the T20 World Cups will feature 20 teams split Who into cares? four groups of five. <laughs> top two go through to Super 8. Yeah, right, Super 8 teams is good. Yep. Shit, like it's, the film. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Max. <laughs> Going to the Peter Max Super 8. So, great news for everyone there. Just fantastic that they've got their stuff together and put out a consistent program with more teams and better yep. um, formats. And so, it won't change at all, I don't think. No, no, we locked no. in. <laughs> you know. Uh, you yeah. know how it goes. No, Once no, it's, no. In, it's in, yeah, it's in. It's Especially in. when it regards <laughs> Australia and uh, Minnow Nations in Test cricket. Locked in. Like, <laughs> There's no chance we won't yeah. go to Bangladesh. After this West Indies tour, <laughs> going. that is not going to get pulled off the last minute at all. No. no. Security reasons in inverted mm. commas. Yeah. Mm. COVID. Yeah. Last yeah. one. Thanks, Mick. All righty. Happy days. So, uh, yeah. World Cup cricket. How can you not get excited? That's um, it. Once in a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, with that, we'll wind up here. So we'd like to say a special shout-out to our friends over at Frederick Harold Sock for their ongoing support. I'd also like to personally thank some of the um, sponsors of our past that have no longer sponsored us anymore. People like Brashes and Anset and, you know, just some great brands, you know. Matrix Printer Company. Yeah. So so thank you to all the wonderful people there. I'd like to especially thank Anset. You are... You flew me around for all those made-up match reports and the hospitality was fantastic. I really greatly appreciate <laughs> it. So, well done. But, yeah, so with that, um, that's us winding up here for uh, episode 150. 
So in the words of the great Jim Cornette, thank you, fuck you, bye-bye. Hey, bye. <laughs> hey, and, and no final thought from Ross. Oh, interesting. It's a worrying trend, I think. For well, the it yeah, it made me think of all those great um, sponsors we had, like uh, Yo Ho Diablo, the gateway to the first. Wacker, Sunny in Your Eyes since 1991. Snakeboards. Snakeboards. Discounting kneecaps since 1991.